As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello and welcome to Perfect Person, the show where I'm perfect and you're a person. This last week, I sort of made a lot of extra ice cubes. Mm. Why? So we had run, well, we had run out. It run out of ice cubes, and I was trying to make a Negroni. Mm. And um, I decided that the Negroni spritz is kind of the drink of the summer. So I was going to kind of need... I kind of filled up the trays and then cracked them into the bowl. And you made too many? No, I made extra. Oh. Some normal person might make ice cube in the ice cube trays and then say, I have three ice cube trays. That's the amount of ice cubes that I'm having. Mm, yes. But I sort of made ice cubes ahead of time, cracked, <laughs> cracked the ice cube tray, dumped it on into the bowl... Oh, that's good. And You're now I've smart got man. I've got double because I don't have one of the fancy fridges that sort of does it so nice for me. Yeah, light bulbs are firing off for me because I've got a bum knee right now. Oh, I no. keep running out of ice. Yeah, and then I'm just like, how do I ice this knee? But now I have a <laughs> now I have a really nice I have a really nice ice pack that wraps I, around my knee. I thought that was a running joke for a second. I really had to kind of reset. <laughs> So no, like I have a bum knee, so I've been running out of ice. No, no, no. I wish. Yeah. Well, I'm here with Ben and Emil of Trillionaire Mindset. Ben and Emil, welcome to the show. Thank you for thanks having for us. having us. Absolutely. Uh, you guys host a very funny podcast on the TMG Network. It's sort of about cash, how to have it, where to get it. It kind of started as that, but now we want to be the place where people go to when something happens. It's a lot of current events. It's anything yeah. kind of political, financial, right. economics. You have the finger We're, on the pulse yeah. for news and, and then everything else. We'd like to just take the piss out of all this. Uh, That's exactly right. You're, yeah. you're piss takers. We use We're the ultrasound. Takers, we, right? take the yeah, we, we, <laughs> we use the ultrasound, stick the needle right in there, we take that piss. Right. By the yeah. way, for people who aren't on the Patreon, oh, right. th that's a native plug for what we talked <laughs> yeah, about on the Patreon. <laughs> no, I, if you're confused, head over to the Patreon because yeah. you're going to get that cold. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of getting rich and having cash, so you both were stock traders or just you? No, just no, no. Me. no. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Ben is a day trader. Gotcha. Yeah. You're a day trader by trade. That's what you do now. Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. And if yes. I had $1,000. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Go on. Sorry. Sorry. God. If you had $1,000. I felt pitied there. No, 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 no. no. If you had $1,000, what? What should I do with it to sort of get rich quick? How should I invest it in a way that's going to get my ass rich? Oh, uh, brother, I got bad news for you. Yikes. Um, you cannot do much of it. I, I, I'll... Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Um, for people who are interested in trading, like as a, not a career, well, I guess a career and to make money with it, you need money to make money. If you were to play with a thousand bucks, you'd probably lose it because the thing that you would need to do is yeah. play with options and options are basically gambling. <laughs> uh, and what I tell most people is you want to have at least like 20 grand, 25 grand. Sure. And if you're really serious about yeah. it, you should do what I did, which is uh, get what's called your Series 57 license, which mm. enables you to trade at what's called a prop firm, which is where I trade, mm. where they take your $25,000 and they leverage it like 10 to 20x, mm. and then you share in the profits. Gotcha. So that you have a way bigger, you have way bigger run runway to trade with because, you know, you lose half of that thousand uh, dollars yeah your buying power is not only reduced but your psychological damage is equally cut in half 
Yeah. Um, my so, last thousand dollars for my baby. And it's sort of gone right. in the in an instant. Those yeah. were our like most common questions at first. It was people just being like, <laughs> I saved up seventeen hundred dollars and I never want to work again. And it was like <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, like Go have, back to the gas station. We, we have bad news. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and people really don't like being told that. Sure. If you tell them like actually it's not that easy, they go, Well fuck. <laughs> yeah. What are you what are you doing then with this show? I thought this was the whole point. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, but generally speaking. But the point was we were always making fun of those people because like right. there's plenty of people on TikTok right now who are like, you know, if you're not driving a Ferrari by 24, you're a loser. You're an idiot. Yeah. Big time. And you failed. Yeah. They're right. But they're definitely right. I am yeah. a loser. And they're like, <laughs> it's very easy. This is all very easy. Yeah. And you're stupid if you can't figure it out. There are the people who are like, you should buy a vending machine company. I keep getting served those guys. Or a laundromat. Yeah, laundromats. Laundromat, vending machine company. But there's just cannot be that much profit happening there. I actually had a friend who was telling me, this is maybe my little piece of financial advice that I don't even know if I'm going to do, but it'd be kind of fun. But she was like, 90% of businesses, I don't know where she got this. Shout out to my friend Katie. But she was like, 90% of small businesses in America are owned by boomers who are going to retire in the next two years. So you should buy a boomer business and then use modern like technology to like make it way easier to run. Like buy a plumbing company that is profitable and what you do is go and if you see that they have all paper records, buy the company, put them, digitize all of them and then just have the company run itself through like automated invoicing and whatever. And then I slowly realized I knew nothing about plumbing. All my customers were like, my, my house is yeah. flooded. There's <laughs> shit, like, shit all up in my yeah, house. Yeah, but think about how quick it is when your invoice comes over email. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't you love that? <laughs> Who Using cares God. if there's water in your basement? Yeah. There are, I mean. <laughs> it's direct deposit. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> She's not wrong, I feel like. Because yeah. I've seen, I remember a, a few years ago having a vague interest in that. And there are websites where you can buy businesses. Oh, really? It's like, oh, there's a liquor store where the owner <laughs> died and it's in Montebello and it's $25,000 to buy this liquor store. Yeah. Like, that's pretty, that's pretty cheap for a liquor store. <laughs> I could buy a liquor store. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, what the fuck am I going to do at the liquor store? <laughs> do I want right, a liquor right. store? Set yeah. it on fire to collect the insurance money? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> or Not I feel like there's idea. like a very specific type of guy I talk to at, at parties in LA now who explained to me that all you need to do is start buying property in Joshua tree. And then, and he makes it seem like he's a genius, right? Cause he's like, and now I'm just Airbnb being those. Pro-. And I'm like, no, I understand how real estate works. Yeah. Right. I yeah, right. I'm I don't just, have a down payment for a house. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'd like that before I start buying Joshua right. tree desert property. It just sounds so stressful too. You know? Oh, totally. God damn. Dealing with all that shit. I mean, <laughs> there, there are so many ways to make money doing little like side hustles. Like, Hey, you could open a subway franchise. Yeah. You got 30 grand or however much it costs. Do it. Yeah. Your clothes are going to smell like every subway in the United States, but Hey, could be worse. Could be worse. I remember meeting a girl at a, at a party in Newport beach, like 10 years ago. <laughs> and she told me that her parents own like 10 McDonald's. Oh, wow. And I was like, Oh, you're fucking so rich. Yeah, if you own a franchise McDonald's, yeah, is let that alone a, like ten of them? Right. Up, yeah, Jesus. It's so hard to open in. a McDonald's franchise. Yeah, it's you have to like pass things. a lot of like tests and stuff like that. I'm you guessing. need like three million dollars. <laughs> what? In, in liquid That's assets? Crazy. You need yeah. three. The, here's the process. You yeah. need like three million dollars, uh-huh. and then they put you on a list. And when your name gets called, uh, or you, you, yeah, when you get called up, you, they give you just a random location in the country. Oh, and you have one chance, or you have. Technically, I guess two chances. If you if if it's in the middle of nowhere and you don't want it, you say no, and then you get one more shot. So the next time you come up yeah. and your name comes up and you say no again, you're thanks out. for playing. You're out. You're wow. out. And if you say yes, by yes, you're just done. Like, all right, we don't. You're not serious. We're gonna give it to someone who's serious about the McDonald's business. Yes. <laughs> and then if you do say yes, you have to spend, I believe, a year, uh, there on the ground learning how to do every single part of the job you have wait, to go wait, to like sorry, uh, McDonald's who? college or whatever <laughs> McDonald's college they, thing. Yeah. who is this for someone who has three million dollars in assets <laughs> ready to just pick up and move to some random location yeah. I that's what I, it used to be yeah I can't uh, maybe imagine. I need to recheck I, I think, yeah. people, I, I think if I had three million dollars yeah. I am planted I don't want to go <laughs> yeah. anywhere I'm yeah. not gonna be like babe 
pack up your shit. <laughs> we're, we're going, going to Duluth. We're, yeah. going to, <laughs> we're going to Duluth and I've got to do a year of McDonald's college. Yeah, yeah. I think it's called like hamburger college or something. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Okay, I think so we got it- the Whopper. I guess it's like, yeah, that's not even a fucking McDonald's, by the way. I'm matriculating at McDonald's U this year. Yeah, that's huge. We're going to answer some calls here in a second, yeah. but um, people are probably wondering, Emil, Ben, what qualifies you as perfect people to be on the show to answer the people's conundrums today? I I think there's a long history of people who are just absolute messy bitches giving advice. Mm-hmm. I think that's the qualification. Like everyone who I've ever met who's like, I'm a life coach. It's like, they're just a complete mess. Oh yeah. And uh, I, I'm not going to speak for Ben, but my life's a mess. So I'm ready to give advice. That's, wow. that's how I know I've become ready. Started from the bottom and you're still there. Still there. And you're ready, ready to, and you're ready to ready bring to tell people, people down with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, I've made, uh, I've lived a long life. I've made so many mistakes professionally, personally. <laughs> I've done a lot of psychedelics. Uh, I've been in therapy for a long time. Yeah. I suffer from OCD for which I take medication. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I've, I've endured great personal loss. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I feel like I'm, and I, and I also have the correct opinions Yeah, on just about everything. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I so a lot of both. life experience and, and good taste. I'm like Rick Rubin where I'm not, you know, how he's like, I, I don't know how to do a soundboard. I just know I have good taste. <laughs> That's me, baby. Well, as always, if people like the show, then they can rate and subscribe it on iTunes, on Spotify, and they can give it a damn review. And if they love the show, then they can consider joining us on Patreon, Mm. where we have bonus episodes. We have an extended cold open of every single episode, including this one, where we talked about your life as a veterinarian in training, Mm -hmm. as well as bonus episodes every Friday, where I call back people from the show and see how my advice changed their life. Ooh. But for that. now, let's get into the phone line. Fuck yes. We uh, have a very special call here uh-oh. from someone who has uncovered sort of a funny little happening at their nanny job. Ooh. Hi, Miles. My name's Taylor, and I am needing some help. I am a nanny, and I just found out that the mom I nanny for was found in an affair with her best friend. And um, she just had her husband pass away, and it's just insane, and I don't know what to do. Uh, I really need some help. Thank you. All right. Interesting. Wait, wait, wait. So her, her, the, 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 the woman, woman she, she nannies for, for yeah. is having an affair with her best friend, and I'm guessing that her best friend is also married to someone. Hello? Hello, you called Perfect Person, and I'm here to call you back about the naughty little nanny problem. Oh my God, this is so exciting. Well, thank you so much for calling. I'm obviously here with Ben and Emil from Trillionaire Mindset. Hi. Hi. Now, hello. I'm going to need some more details on who's having the affair, who's diddling who, and what your job is like. I started as a nanny for this family. It was for a young wife and husband, and the husband actually unfortunately got cancer, and he was unable to really do a lot of the care that he needed to do for the daughter. Mm -hmm. So um, they asked me um, to start helping out in the mornings, just getting her to daycare and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, I was helping out for probably about four, I've been helping out for about four months at this point, and... um, he actually ended up passing away about two months ago now. Oh, that's so terrible. So it's I'm just sorry. been me and it's been really hard. Yeah. So it's just been me, the mom, and their daughter. And um, so I've been helping out each morning still. And um, the mom just started back at work recently. So I um, get there pretty early because the mom's a teacher. So I get there around like uh, 6 a.m. and um, I wait for the kid to wake up each morning, and I use their iPad to um, check the to, to check the baby monitor. And Shout out iPad! Uh, yeah, it's always an iPad. Is it a, is it the so, new one with the M dot chip? Sorry, not not important. <laughs> Keep going. I'm looking on the baby camera one morning, and I see a text message come through from her best friend, whose name is Maddie. And um, Maddie has been dating their other friend, Jenna, for about four years now. Mm-hmm. 
and they live together, have a dog together. And the wife that I've been helping out, she actually has been helping Jenna shop for engagement rings for Maddie. Um, all this stuff. Gotcha. As far as I know, as far as like, I know the wife is straight. I didn't know if she was bi or anything, but I get, I get a text that comes through on the iPad because it's synced with her phone. And it's literally this text from Maddie basically professing her love, telling her (gasps) how much she loves her and how in love with her she is. And uh, my jaw just dropped and I couldn't help but click on the text. And <laughs> you clicked are just, on the text? I had to. <laughs> I know you did it. <laughs> you were sorry. So it's going to show up as red, right? If it sinks no, to the phone, I think it does. Have them on their head. I think it does. No, but it would mark it, a, it would mark it <laughs> as no longer no like a new message. Is still doing it. Wow. So, 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 so. This girl has no idea because. I find out she's sneaking Maddie out every morning from the house before I get there. Oh. She has been spending the night at the house every morning. She has no clue I know. She thinks she's totally sneaking her out every morning. I can yeah. see it in the text. Okay. Gotcha. She has zero idea I know. And Jenna doesn't know. And they literally, like, the wife and Jessica went shopping, like, for engagement rings maybe two weeks ago for Maddie. And I just don't know what to do. Like, I don't know. I'm not really close to Jenna. I don't know how to, like, tell her. I don't know what to do. Well, first of all, I think it's like, if I'm... uh, Sorry, the woman you nanny for... Maddie and Jenna, other couple. What's the woman's name you nanny for? Uh, Jessica. These are fake names, right? They are, yes. Okay, okay they are. Okay. By the way, yeah, I wasn't. My mind wasn't even there. I was like, name them their last names too. But uh, no, okay. So Jessica, I think. By the way, this totally makes sense. If I'm Jessica and my husband just passed away, and I'm in this like emotional turmoil, and I right. need some sort of support, like she's mm-hmm. probably struggling and like had this intimacy. What is your responsibility in this? Well, first of all, Taylor, I think that you can't be clicking on those texts. Yes, I agree. Unfortunately, oh, I'm not, but they just keep flooding in. <laughs> you're, you're, you can't help yourself. They just keep flooding in. I'm not even clicking them anymore. They just are. She doesn't even like. She, she's not even trying to hide it on the iPad. Like you just come in notification after notification. I, I know exactly what to do here. Yeah, here we go. You just tell Jessica in in a way that makes it like a wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> you just say, "Hey." I'm just letting you know that I went to check the baby's iPad and your personal text messages are linked to it. And um, mm. I, I, you might want to look into unsyncing that. And then that gives her the opportunity to realize, oh, shit, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, right. You know everything. That's, a, that's kind of a way of telegraphing that you know everything without... Also, it's not your responsibility. Mm, I don't know, actually. It's not oh. your responsibility. To, what were we going to say? <laughs> to to, to tell Jenna. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, I yeah. actually think that that is like too involved. Because you're not friends yeah, with yeah, these yeah. people. You just work for Jessica, yeah. right? Yeah, because I like I just met Jenna like through all this. Like I met her at the funeral. I met her at things like that and stuff. So, so heavy. I oh, kind of so heavy. Such an emotional time. Yeah, yeah. you don't so have any much. responsibility, but do know that it it will weigh heavy. That you know you could save someone from getting out of a possible engagement. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also like and again, exactly. like, I'm not trying to throw obviously Jessica. I'm not trying to throw Jessica under the bus. Like she's clearly going she's through with a lot. a lot. So it's like it. Yeah. it you know, like I can like. Like understand, I can totally fathom that. The other woman is mm-hmm. it, it's like her best friend, kind of you know swooping in feels a little suspect. Again, this is not your responsibility, but I would, oh, I think Ben's totally. right. I would just kind of be like, hey, by the way, um, I think that you're, and but I think that I think, by the way, tossing that in front of there really lets off the hook, mm-hmm. any yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. baggage. I think that your phone might totally. be synced to the iPad or something. Your t- a couple of your texts came in, right? It really like gives yeah. it takes the onus off you to have to be like, and by the way, I know. Everything that you're <laughs> right. up to. Also, just some blanket advice for cheaters out there. I mean, I, I personally, always, by the way, and you've always been giving cheaters advice. <laughs> always. Yeah, you love we them. love the Apple ecosystem, right? It's great. <laughs> yeah. I got an Apple Watch. I got a phone. I, I'm getting iMessages on my computer. Okay, it's great. But if you're gonna cheat, just turn them off. It's always an iPad. Yeah. It's, every time I hear a cheating story, it's like we have a shared iPad, and I saw it come in, and it's like, why? Just take it off. Let them go to your phone. That's it. Oh my uh, god. This yeah. makes me feel gross. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's also like then with the nanny cam. I thought you were gonna say by the way because now I have a, a four month old and so the nanny cam. I get, a, I get a notification anytime there's like a ray of sun that shines through the room. That's like there's movement detected and it's just on pretty much all day. So like I thought you were gonna say I saw them on the nanny cam like oh. kissing or something like oh. that. Are you get are you seeing pics come in and stuff or is it just text? No, just text messages. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Because once they, you start getting into that, you probably have to be like, hey, just so you know, I'm seeing stuff. Yeah, I'm seeing yeah. it all. <laughs> Was it, so it's a continuous thing here, is what you're saying. It's not just oh, she yeah. professed her love every one day, time. No, every day it seems to get like deeper and deeper with them. Like They are fully like trying Holy to be in a relationship shit. and stuff. I uh, bet that if that's you... That's what it's coming off as. I bet that if you bring this up to her it may sway her from sort of doing this thing, like it's this affair. Like if you were sort of like, Hey, just so you know, like your texts do pop up on the iPad. If you throw away the, I think she's going to then be like, <gasps> like yeah. I've been caught in this sort of thing. And I don't really want to have to explain this one to my nanny who I'm employing about my affair right. or, or to like the oh, yeah. woman's, you know, fiance might snap her back to reality. Yeah. Well, like, Oh, this has yeah. consequences. Yeah. Big time. And you said that you were brought along to help find engagement rings for Jenna? No, oh, that ju- was, just Jessica. Uh, Jessica. Got it. Got it. Okay. Because yes. if you were involved in that sense, I would say then the, you're kind of uh, starting to tiptoe on the line where yeah. you might want to say something to Jessica. Like, hey, this makes me uncomfortable knowing what I know. I don't want to be mm-hmm. party to this. Well, here's a question but, for you because I think it's an interesting one. If you had a friend that was cheating on their spouse, their partner or something like that. I guess let's say girlfriend, boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Let's put this conversation, let's actually, let's put this situation in like college. Because mm-hmm. now I think it's just like, oh yeah, I'd be like, fuck everybody, like stop cheating or whatever. But it's like, is it on you if you see a little hint of something to then let the other person know that something suspect is going on? Unless I got proof. Because it's so involved to like throw an accusation like that right. out. Yeah. Unless I know... I'm going, hey, that's between you guys. Maybe you guys are all cool with this. Yeah, I don't know if it's your <laughs> responsibility to uh, really bring this up to her, okay. but I think you just want to hint at it and then yeah. move on. I would say harness yeah. the power of the baby and, and utilize the baby somehow. Make the baby a pawn in this. Okay. Write a message on the baby's okay. belly or something. Yeah, I've uh, seen everything in yeah. Sharpie on the baby. If the baby sees it, I see it. That's yeah, right. Yeah, maybe put the baby in the car, drive away, say, I'm not coming back until you come clean. Whoa. Yeah. That's, yeah. Force, hey. her, force her hand. Oh, oh force here's, here's something you could do also. If you know that Jessica is sneaking out Maddie first thing in the morning, you could also show up early enough to witness it. Ooh. Mm. Force then, a confrontation. Yeah, and then go, oh, uh-huh. Oh, Because wow. maybe she'll offer to bump up your pay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just came early because I had to oh. take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I didn't know that I would see. Oh, yeah. But I ultimately, I think, like, yeah, give Jessica a break, but just le- give a slight, you know, moving nod, just mm. a little gesture that yeah. maybe she'll she'll uh, she'll be snapped away. Yeah, clue her in and then let her deal with it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Taylor. That's you have a fantastic way. evening. And, um, oh, thank you, Miles. Yeah. Keep on nannying. Good luck out there, Taylor. Good luck out there, oh, Taylor. Good luck, Taylor. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Bye. Holy moly, dude. That's it. Eating food is something I love to do. <laughs> it's the best part of my day. And luckily, eating better is easy. With Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. And let me just tell you, the two-minute window that it takes to get ready is absolutely the thing for me, because I'm a busy beaver. Okay, I'm going everywhere. I've got a little son. He goes to bed. I'm exhausted at the end of the day, and I want to eat something yummy. And Factor is there to help me thrive. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Factor sent me a bunch of meals, and I licked the plate clean. Specifically, the filet mignon and mushroom risotto I found to be 
delish. Also, they sent me some wellness shots, and I gotta tell you, kicking my day off with a wellness shot, we did one with cayenne pepper, we did one that was like all that juicy, juicy green stuff, I loved. I thought it was like fantastic, and I could not get enough of it. Head to factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 and use code perfectperson50 to get 50% off. That's code perfectperson50 at factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 to get 50% off. Shrimp and cocktail, peanut butter and jelly. These are iconic duos. But what about the iconic duo when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling vintage swords or of course, lovely little clam tarts, <laughs> Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered, baby. No matter how big your business gets, Shopify's there to help you scale and grow while you're selling one clam tart and while you're selling a million clam tarts by the seashore. It's the global force behind Allbirds, Rafi's, Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. So sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash perfect person, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash perfect person now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash perfect person. If you're selling stuff, then you're going to want to check this puppy out. That is a moral conundrum. Right Woo! Yeah, we get sometimes people really they'll call in with the crazy things in their life. I mean, it's also one of my favorite parts of the show is it's really just people calling in to gossip, which is my favorite. Thing yeah, of that all time. one is fully. I'm, there's a little bit of me that's like, just watch it unfold. <laughs> you, know, I mean, yeah, you don't need to really just kind of like, ooh, <laughs> you don't have to watch TV anymore. You get to just do this. Yeah, right. No, that's incredible. Strap a GoPro to the baby's head. <laughs> right. <laughs> she could actually just kind of tilt the nanny cam towards the hallway or something. Yeah. So you can also hear the stuff that goes on. In the right. Room. Yeah. Because I'll hear Sarah, watch, my wife Sarah, watching TikToks and stuff like that. <laughs> It'll be like, oh, ma- boy. Like whatever, you know, trending sound. Do you watch ears. TikTok at all? Do you go on TikTok? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's your favorite sound right now? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. You know the one. <laughs> I don't know that one. What no, I don't fuck? know. I don't, that's oh. not one, by the way. I do watch TikTok. You a TikTok user? I, I like to consume it sometimes. Yeah. I do. It's a little dangerous. I feel like it's yeah. like eating my sweets too much. Yeah. yeah. I go back and forth. I'm like some days, some weeks, months, whatever. I'm, I just never open it. But then others, I'm like, oh, let's kill tw- 10 minutes. Yeah. I've talked about this before, but I, and maybe this is outing myself, but sometimes I think that TikTok's giving me horny content without me asking yeah. for it. Of course. You know I got I mean? on it during the pandemic. It was like peak pandemic. And I yeah. was like. I gave it like a month and I was like, I think I need this off my phone. I'm yeah. Like, it's it's like flipping channels on crack and it feels so fucking good. It does. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I can't. I'm it not. also like became aware that I had a baby as soon as I had a baby. Wow. Whoa. Which is kind of interesting. I don't, Whoa. cause I had never, was never served baby, you know, whatever parenting content at all before. Yeah. And then after the baby, it was like, you're going to love this video. Fun, funny dad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's give another call here to someone that's having sort of a fib, not even a fib. They revealed something about their husband. Hey, Miles. So my husband is into feet, and that's something I've always supported him with. Um, We've been together a long time. It's not weird to me. I'm not a kink shamer. But um, a couple months ago, uh, we were all kind of drunk at this party, and I told one of his friends that he's into feet, and he kind of had a weird reaction to it. And my husband doesn't know that I told him this. I feel kind of bad. Like, should I tell my husband or should I just kind of leave it unsaid? I don't know. Let me know what you think. Thanks. Yeah, she exposed her husband's foot kink. Mm. <laughs> if it was, since the guy doesn't know, I probably wouldn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it If it comes up. I think I'm curious. I would apologize. I'm curious what she said to the friend. That's a curious extent of the foot kink. Yeah, I'm curious what type of foot kink. Yeah, because that might open up another thing where it's like, 
Oh my God, shut up. Hello, thanks for calling Perfect Person. I'm here to call you back and ask about your husband's foot fetish. Yeah, oh my God, what's up, Miles? <laughs> How's it going? I'm here with Ben and Emil of Tr- Trillionaire Mindset. Uh, Hi. He's like, hey, Ooh. what's going <laughs> um, So tell us about both your husband's foot kink and what you said to his friend. How did you expose his fetish for the world to see? Um, well, so I had a few drinks and we were hanging out and, um, he was just asking me questions about like what we do in the bedroom. And I was like, well, he actually has kind of an embarrassing fetish. You said embarrassing? And it just, well, it is a little, I mean, he's kind of embarrassed by it. I am like very accepting of it, of course. And I've never told anyone except for that one time. Oh, wow. So you let it slip. And by the way, the friend was prodding about what you guys do in yeah, the bedroom. The That's fuck? a fucking weird thing to do, <laughs> right? Because I feel like I'll talk casually like with my friends about like the existence of me and my wife's activities at night. But I would never be specific because right. I think that's so weird. And yeah. was this your husband's friend or your friend? This is my husband's friend, but he's my friend. <laughs> if my friend <laughs> if my friend asked my wife about what we do, I'd be like, Can you fucking get it together? That's don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what's kidding. going on over there, you guys? Like how did it come up? <laughs> Were you how did it come up? I honestly don't remember. And this was like a couple months ago, but we were like just hanging out at a friend's house. It was like a birthday party get together. We were all drinking, but like, this is kind of a, this friend is kind of like weird anyway. Like he'll (laughs) ask me stuff before about like, who I slept with before my husband and like what I'm into. Like he's just that kind of okay, guy. Okay, so now okay, we're getting yeah. to the real problem. <laughs> yeah, this is the I, real problem. I, think, I don't think you have to tell your husband that you maybe gave this guy some information. I think you need to tell him to talk to his friend. Yeah, you've no got a, yeah he's you've making got a, people uncomfortable at parties. <laughs> there's a pervert in your friend group. Yeah. <laughs> to out them. Yeah. That is so fucking weird to have like repeat offenses right. of being like, so like who'd you fuck before? No, come on, tell me. Yeah, for real though. Also, <laughs> type of dude if he's a weirdo why was he put off by the foot thing that's a, in, in the world of yeah. fetishes that's a very mild one yeah it's I'm funny that's to normal. be a pervert and then shame someone for yeah. a king <laughs> oh man fee that's not my thing i don't know if he was necessarily like put off by it but he oh. definitely was like surprised he was like oh like i could tell i told him something that he would probably think about again later yeah of course oh. he's, gonna, he's gonna crank his hog to yeah. it later <laughs> And I'm kind of wondering, like, if it's going to come up, if my husband sees that friend again, like if, you know, he's going to be like, listen, your wife told me something kind of weird. Okay. Now that I do have more information, I feel like you might want to warn your husband because this guy is a little, it seems like a loose cannon. Is this this a close friend of yours? Because I, to be honest, this is, that's so off-putting. Yeah, they've known each other like since they were in elementary school. And oh, wow. it's kind of just like a thing with this friend. Like he likes to ask invasive questions and it, and it's kind of like a, oh, haha, you're so funny kind of thing. Is this like, friend single? It didn't bother me when he asked me. Yes, he is. Surprised. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you think that this friend is maybe has a little crush on you? You know what? I've, I have always thought that. I've known, <laughs> we've been together for seven years. And so I've always like known him and been uh, friends with him kind of adjacently <laughs> from my husband. Yeah. And he'll like just kind of flirt with me and stuff. And I don't know. It's, and my husband knows about it. And he's like, oh, that's just the way he is. Okay. It's cool that your husband is secure. I have two suggestions. This has been here. Suggestion number one you ask, you confront the friend, or not confront him, but ask him. Uh, to not say anything to your husband because you slipped and it's private information and you really shouldn't have shared that. Please keep it to yourself. Option two is like Emil said, get in front of it and tell your husband that you're sorry that you violated his trust. It seems like your friend, uh, the friend is more the problem than you letting some stuff slip. What do you, what are like, what do you enjoy about hanging out with this friend? Like, do they have any good qualities? (laughs) Because I'll be honest, this is kind of like fucking, like I wouldn't want to hang out with this person who's like asking my wife, like, so what kind of stuff do you guys do when you (laughs) fool around? I've never had a friend do like, no, that's so inappropriate. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. He's kind of funny. It's just part of his personality. Like he likes to kind of push the boundaries a little bit. And 
I'm I'm someone who's pretty much an open book. Like I don't mind sharing. So when yeah. he asks me things like that, I it just it comes out. Okay. But I I, I feel like I don't want to keep it from my husband. Like I feel like I should tell him that I I told. Well, someone yeah, else you, you because, probably should. I think it, it, because of who this guy is, he might just be telling everybody and asking other right. people about their stuff and being like, "Did you know that this guy actually is in a feed too, or whatever?" It also might be good to have that conversation and then ask your husband what he's what he's okay with you sharing yeah. from your guy's personal life because people are often mismatched on that. Some people are just like, yeah, we're just fucking and sucking all the time. And some people are like, oh, let's not talk about that. But yeah, I would say probably tell your husband um, that you leaked the kink and um, maybe don't hang out with this <laughs> dude yeah. anymore. Yeah, I would put some space between y'all. All right. Sounds like a plan. Uh, you rock. Thanks so much for calling in. I appreciate it. Good luck out there. Good yeah. luck out there. Thanks, Miles. Bye. Bye. That was a fun one. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. had a kink leaked? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, that's the thing. I'm pretty private and like, I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Like I'm vaguely, my friends are vaguely aware that I'm having sex with my partners. Yeah. Right. But, um, especially if it's my significant other, it's not like, Oh yeah, and then I'm just fucking whoop, and you know we do this and that. No, of course. But it, then it I, so I've had the thing where like a female friend of a girlfriend yeah. will be like, "Yeah," and she told me down, and it's like, and it's like they definitely uh, shouldn't have told you that they <laughs> right. knew that. It's, it's so and I ask me, like, "Can you not tell people?" Yeah, right. That I bark like a dog when I come. <laughs> that fucking sucks. You howl. You howl at the moon. <laughs> yeah, I'm not barking. It's fucking howling. It's, it's howl. primitive. It's yeah. cool. Didn't I feel like I saw a clip at one point of you selling like pictures of your belly button or something? No, it was my feet. It was your feet. I, I got scammed. Yeah, you got scammed for <laughs> yeah. your feet. There was things. one morning uh, the coffee was just hitting extra that morning, and I was on a good one, and I was having a great morning trading, and I got a DM <laughs> from a stranger saying. He would pay me basically twelve hundred dollars for six for three photos and three videos, and I was like, "Cool, yeah, sure, like no problem." <laughs> Do I have to get naked? And he's like, "No, just just the follow video. this uh, follow this um, uh, template." And he sent me pictures of another guy, and it was like putting your feet out like this, putting your feet in whatever the pictures are in a couple insane. position. And I just said, "Yeah, fuck it, all right." I, I and deep in my mind, I was like, "This is probably a scam." And uh, he said, send half yeah. and then I'll send you the money. And then you send the other three. And I said, okay. So I sent three pictures <laughs> and then he blocked me. <laughs> I love that the scam was, the scam wasn't for money. It was for your feet. Yeah. It was yeah. for the actual pictures. Yeah. Right. So incredible. probably sells them, probably has a website where he sells them. And so somewhere out there, you know, someone's getting off to my feet. That's fine. If you That's bought okay. a feet pick recently, then- it might've been me. Also, who's, a, who's fucking buying it? It's, it's, free. it's free. Like can't yeah, you, you free can get feet. it anywhere. There's free feed all over the internet. Seriously. Yeah. I'm sure, but maybe there's something enticing about I don't know. Premium These people, man. I swear to God. It was in 4K. It was in 8K. I don't even know if it was that good quality. <laughs> Whatever the compression algorithm is on uh, Netflix, uh, Instagram. I was going to say Netflix. <laughs> well, the feed uh, were on. Net- yeah, they put them on Netflix. God. <laughs> I swear to God, if it's part of some documentary that I don't know about, some <laughs> type shit. Well, uh, let's take one final call here. Um, this is someone that is having sort of a joke. Hello, off. Miles. I have a conundrum. My problem is that my grandpa died sad, and I'm going to give a speech at his memorial. Also sad. But I'm kind of a silly Billy. I like to have a joke now and again. So I'm wondering how many jokes is too many for a grandpa memorial speech? Um, please let me know. It's in a month. Interesting. So you want to sort of <laughs> make jokes at your grandpa's wake, but you don't want to make too many right, jokes right. that people think that, you know. I get it. That's yeah. a tough line. You're being offensive. And it's also like it's a grandpa, so... You know, a grand, it's always sad when somebody dies, but grandparents are typically older. So it's like what they um, do. They die. It's right, they, right, right. But also do. people like appreciate the levity. But yes. I, but yeah, I think it's all about how tasteful these jokes are. Yeah. I think so much of a funeral is like, yeah, being able to laugh like with slash at the person in a way that makes like you show that you know them really well. Right. Yeah. But there's a, you can cross a line. You can cross a line. You don't want to make like the rest of the family upset. Yeah. Your mom's going, that's my dad. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and now you're a fucking orphan, mom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. 
That's a good joke. We should tell her. Yeah, should yeah. Hello. Tell her. Hello. You called perfect person. And I'm here to call you back. I'm here with Ben and Emil. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited. I'm at improv practice. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, you're gearing up for the funeral. You're huh? gearing up for the funeral. You're trying to work out <laughs> well, some material. Yes, I'm getting ready. We're here to help you write the roast of your grandfather. But I can okay. Chat. You can chat. Good. Now yeah, yeah. tell us, tell us how you want to roast your grandfather. Um, and we'll tell you if it's appropriate or not. It's not so much a roast. It's kind of like, I'm very much like the entertainer in my family and I want to serve even at this. Actually, it's a celebration of life, not a funeral. Oh, there you go. Um, that's okay. That's one step in your direction. Yeah. yeah, that's good. You know, I'm at improv practice right now, so I kind of have to live up to that, you know? How old was he? How did he die? How He was 87 years old. Okay. And um, he, he, he was dying for a hot minute, mm-hmm. but I would say the final thing that killed him was just like general organ failure. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was sad. Okay, immediately I want to suggest... I want to suggest that yeah. you, the, when you, when you, when you started off, he died doing what he loved, popping a wheelie on his motorcycle on the freeway. He did have a badass life. Like he was a nudist for a while. He was taking ayahuasca. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, this is perfect. Yeah, grandpa's going to love this. Yeah. Okay, from experience, I would say I'm probably the entertainer in my family as well. My grandma died maybe like five years ago mm-hmm. and, uh, I went funny stories and, People loved it. They were like, it was very nice and yeah. people got to laugh and stuff. Also, just know, you know, you might be very confident now, but, and I was, I didn't think it was going to happen, but I got up there and I just broke down, ended up mm. gripping a Greek priest and telling him, I can't stop fucking crying. So, oh, <laughs> you know, just me. Yeah. Re- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, wow. that's right. Like, yeah. write the funny speech and then know that you might be weeping while you say it. Yeah, I have some funnies in there already, but when I go back and read it, I do start crying. Oh. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah, you but, you gotta you gotta yeah. uh, you gotta make a, a tragedy comedy sandwich, and you've gotta you've gotta layer it with jokes and heartfelt stuff, and definitely definitely end on a heartfelt note because that will be the final thing that people take away from it instead yeah. of like grandpa was a poopy diaper yeah. baby <laughs> yeah, you, don't wanna, you definitely don't want to end it with a really yeah. stupid joke i mean we've all had those moments and i have like this vision of like after giving my speech like my like my family members come up to me and like put their hand on my shoulder and they're like sarah that was beautiful and hilarious yeah like that's <laughs> Sorry, what I want. you have that you have that vision in your head that's what i that's what i'm like rping in my head right now i would definitely do some Maybe some due diligence and run a couple by, maybe like a cousin or Ooh, or, yeah. or a sibling. Oh, or, it's a Google Doc. It's a Google Doc. My okay. brother's on the Google Doc. Yeah. My dad's on the Google Doc. Yeah, that's good. Because they um, won't lead I, you astray. Yeah. No. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to be out of pocket. The man is dead. But, um, <laughs> famously, but I do, general organ failure. <laughs> yeah, famously. Yeah. But, but I do, I do think I can fit some funnies. And I like the idea of the, you know, the funny tragedy sandwich. It's got to be heartwarming too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so. Mm. But, uh, but also, yeah, just, yeah. I find that humor, everything like funny stories about the thing or like embarrassing stories about the person are what make people like miss them the most. Yeah. yeah. Like saying all the amazing stuff they mm. did. Yes. Like that will also be like heartfelt, but saying like the funny time that they mess something up is like so much more human yeah. sometimes than just their accolades. Oh, true. It also sounds like True. your grandpa is just ripe for the, like the way you're describing it. It sounds like he's got an insane life. And yeah. He died how he lived. He high on ayahuasca. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Or like morphine or like, you know, whatever they give people when they die. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm sorry that your grandfather passed. Yeah. I was supposed to be in a sketch comedy show and then I got the call that he was dying and I had to leave. Oh, uh, bummer. You could do a bit where you're like, yeah. I was supposed to be at a such comedy show, but I had to be here instead. So here's some of that material just because I didn't have time oh, to yeah. work it out. I know. Could he not have waited like 48 hours? I'd love it if I could get some suggestions from the audience. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> um, I do a full one woman show long form bit. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, but no, I think this is a great yeah. idea. Um, oftentimes when I go to a funeral and it's not funny, I feel like it's like, oh, like or at the very least... Oftentimes my favorite part, my favorite part, my favorite part of like a wake or something like that is the party afterward where you tell the stories that you're not allowed or supposed to tell at the wedding, at the wedding, at the funeral, because the stories that are like, oh my God, do you remember when like this friend of ours, like, you know, got drunk and they did this whatever thing, like that's the real intimate stuff that like helps you remember the person. And uh, so, yeah, I think Mm -hmm. with humor and uh, doing a little tease, a little roast of your grandpappy is the way to go. Yeah. And I think he would like it. He loved an LOL. He loved a joke. 
yeah. there's something very special about funeral laughter. It's uh, yeah. you can sometimes like weirdly feel delirious because you're so sad and everyone's so sad and it's this collective. But then it just starts getting you get this infectious laughter and you can't stop laughing sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, and here's just a, another little fun one. Instead of saying like I know Grandpa's smiling down from heaven, you could say I know Grandpa's smiling up from hell. Or do like, you, do you for, we are do Jewish. Oh, yeah. not oh. really in the game. Hey, me too. So all you got is purgatory then. You can say he's smiling up from Literally. purgatory. All right. Thanks so much, guys. I have to go lead an improv practice now, but I appreciate your Don't forget to yes and. Yeah, don't forget to yes and. Get back to improv. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, uh, before we get to our final segment, do you guys have any problems that you need solving on the show today that we can kind of address as a group? Mm, no, so many. Mine's just like a list of <laughs> big. Yeah, lists. I got a few, but uh, I'm 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 playing. I uh, I have had a history on our show of being very open with things, and uh, I I've decided recently that I should. Um, start to play my cards closer to the chest. Is that true? Wait, why? Yeah. What did you share just that you I, felt? Oh, just so many things. And people like that. And I, I just currently right now where I'm at in my life, I'm like, I just don't feel good about it. Because huh. uh, I, I will go back to that place where I'm yeah. just like an open book. But currently, I'm just kind of more closed off. Dang. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm pretty guarded with my personal life oh, yeah, just because it gets... I mean, I just, I, I worry <laughs> about like the, like, for example, there are things I'm going through where I'm like, oh, we could talk about that here and it'd probably be interesting for people. But I'm like, I the, the last thing is I I need is that person to be like, dude, don't talk about. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to. Oh, no, if it's like a personal. I, yeah, yeah, I don't want to. Like, it'd be great to call in and as an anonymous person and be yeah, like, yeah. OK, so I've got this woman who, uh, you know, we like it. Whatever. Yeah, but, right. No, there is a funny line where like I find especially with uh, like I should have baby. And like, I do want to talk about some of that stuff, but I also like I don't want to make my family content yeah. at all. Like I have no desire to do that, even though that like, this is my job. So I do yeah. have to talk about right. the things I'm going through. You kind of have to have, find the line that is good for you. Cause yeah. some of it, <clears throat> and I do stand up and stuff. So I talk about stuff on stage and that feels yeah. easier. It feels easier to do it there. And with an air of like, you guys all know these are jokes and stuff. Sometimes sure. you're doing it here. It's this thing that's recorded and put out into the world. And now I'm like weirdly, <laughs> sharing my life with yeah, yeah, people in a that. way that well speaking yeah. of sharing our lives that does bring us to our final segment a segment we like to call get real oh this is a segment where we force a genuine moment in an effort to learn more about each other and ourselves <laughs> uh and uh you both just said that you are playing your cards <laughs> <close to adjust. laughs> that's okay but um i guess i'm curious uh you're both very funny people um uh you have a great show you have a great rapport, and uh, I guess you, I'll, the place I'll start, uh, Ben. You you mentioned briefly. Also, by the way, anything you don't want to talk about, we Wait, just cut also, out. does this music continue? <laughs> <Stop. laughs> no, but in about three minutes, I hit it again. Got it. Um, you mentioned that you've been through uh, uh, immense amounts of loss. Oh yeah, I'm curious about that because I am also somebody who's been in immense amounts of loss. Uh, my brother passed away when I was 17. Oh, I've had many oh, friends man. pass away, stuff like that. But what you, what's your experience with loss? And I mean, like, uh, as well. <clears throat> my dad dropped dead of a heart attack when I was 23. Oh wow! And that was just like a, a you know, that was. I mean, you know the feeling. Yeah, it's like, fuck. oh, life is not fucking around here completely. And suddenly, it's like. It's it's like post nine eleven, yeah. Where all oh, the innocence is gone, yeah. and this is very real. And now I've got to navigate life without a father figure, yeah. And um, not only that, but like witnessing the pain, the visceral, um, what's what's the like primal pain mm-hmm. that my mom went through, yeah. And then later on in my late twenties, learning. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I thought for the audio listener, I thought that the music was going to stop, but he just restarted it, which is great. But thank you. Oh. Later, later, later on in life, uh, figuring out too late how that, among many things, informed my first real adult romantic relationship. Yeah, and then um, yeah, having then having an abortion with 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 someone. Yeah, um, right. Uh, yeah, at at the age of how old was I 30 um yeah and and just yeah uh so those are things that those are some of the I guess a death is a skeleton in the closet but it's the things that 
that you carry with you that you're um yeah that you're, that you're constantly that they inform who you are Completely. I mean, I feel the same way about like my brother's death. I mean, all the stuff you mentioned about like you know, watching your mom go through that, watching my mom go through losing sure. her son was really crazy and something I still haven't really processed. I find also like a lot of the stuff that happened around that time, I don't necessarily remember um, because it was so intense at the time that like for whatever reason, your brain protects you in this weird way. But I think that recently... <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Go on. <laughs> my, Go on. I'm, I, uh, I obviously have all this experience. One of my best friends also like passed away, uh, uh, you know, uh, two years ago. Like I, it's tough because those experiences are so pivotal and huge. And I'm trying to find a way to not let them define how I view my own identity, especially the, my brother one. I was like, yeah, I was really young and he was sick for like a long time. He died of cancer. But I think with big immense experiences, especially when I was in college, especially afterward, somebody asked me, like, what are defining qualities about you? I would say, like, that's the stuff that, like, my reaction to those big experiences defined who I was. I think now it's like I have a son. I, I, my life is really wonderful in so many ways. And I'm, it's interesting to try to uncouple myself from those traumatic experiences as I'm like, who am I outside of that stuff? Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't. I don't try to decouple myself from those because I know that I can't and never could, sure. and I wouldn't yeah. want to because yeah. they're part of what makes you uh, uh, whatever that Japanese concept is when uh, when like a piece oh, the of broken thing and yeah, they fix it with the glass, fix it with the gold, gold. Sorry, oh, my sorry. cracks are filled with gold. Glass. Yeah, yeah. My crack <laughs> is filled with gold, big time. Um, and uh, yeah. yeah, it just kind of gives you a newfound appreciation for life and all of its. Um, yeah. Yeah, it makes you appreciate the the, the 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 donut in the in the morning, man. This sorry, this, this is really well, Emil. Uh, we just sort got? of got real there, but um, yeah, I don't know. And if Nothing. it's not lost, what is something that you feel? Yeah, how do I follow up? Uh, no, no, no. Dead dad, <laughs> dead brother, abortion. Okay, so Fuck. let me help, let me help <laughs> you. So we obviously those are experiences that are big that define us. What is a moment or event that you feel like? When someone asks you, like, what are pivotal life events that have happened to you? It can be a feeling. It can be an anxiety mm. that you feel like has created who you are today. Oh, um, <laughs> I've never talked about, if I don't want to leave it in, we'll cut it out or something. Yeah, yeah, but, sure. Uh, I don't think I've ever talked about this on air, but my mom, she, <laughs> she lost her eyesight when I was in high school. She's okay. a rare a rare disease uh, it's a rare genetic genetic disease called mm-hmm. Lieber's hereditary optic neuropathy yeah. and uh, sh- yeah so I mean both my parents worked so yeah and she had to stop working after that just kind of like overnight everything it happened that suddenly like overnight? yeah she just woke up yeah and not only that we didn't know so she didn't know she had that disease um so yeah, all of a sudden everyone was like, "Mom's blind now." Uh, don't <laughs> do it. Uh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, How is yeah. she now? She can. She's regained a little bit of her eyesight, uh, but she's still legally blind. Can't drive. Sure. Uh, you know, it's. Whoa. And you a, feel like when when that happened, you just had to. I guess, like, yeah, that seems like such a sudden thing to happen to a parent. You probably, you had to adjust very quickly because you're young, right? Yeah, I was probably 15. Yeah. Um, I mean, and yeah, it was just scary. Yeah. No one knew what it was. Doctors could not figure it out. Yeah, I right. mean, we were like truly all, like she would go to all different doctors. I think it wasn't until she went to the Will's Eye Institute in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and they were able to figure out what it was. And then they were like, you know, just so you know, if the mother has it, your kids have it. And we were like, Oh wow. Oh, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so the doctor played this music. Yeah. yeah he played Sorry. It. I just on. so you I know. I have to tell you something. <laughs> um, and yeah, so they did, you know, my mom was like, there's no way they don't have it. Blah, blah, blah. And they did mm-hmm. the tests and then they were like, yeah, they have the gene for it or whatever, mm. which it doesn't mean that, well, it just means it's a possibility at some point, sure. but it's like a very rare thing yeah. already. So 
Yeah. So it was just a lot. I mean, it was that, you know, and then all of the, there are obviously very big like financial ramifications when sure. two people support a household and then one can't see anymore. One can't. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, just that was a, uh, things changed really quickly. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that also the unknowing of it, like something like that happening and then not really knowing. Mm-hmm what is going to happen next? I mean, that was for all the stuff that was my brother was like, he, um, yeah, he had cancer when he was a kid and then he had a seizure in a drive through when he was like a sophomore in college. And it was just like, we don't know what this is. And right. for a long time, it was just sort of like trying to figure out that thing. I find that the scariest thing with a lot of medical stuff is just like only seeing the symptom of something, having no idea what it means, you know? Right. And yeah. so I've like, a, I was much worse before, but I, I'm, a bit of a hypo- hypochondriac and I just have a lot of anxiety about when sim- symptoms arise and stuff like that. I mean, for example, I ha- I get ocular migraines and um, I w- my vision blurs. I can't yeah. see. And <laughs> the first time I started getting ocular migraines, I was like, holy shit, I yeah. went blind. Uh, and then, but, and so I didn't know it was a migraine, so I didn't do anything. And it got so intense, I puked and I finally felt better. And I was like, Oh my God, I can see. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then, and, but so, but literally I I know it's that. And every time I get an ocular migraine, it's always like, I can feel the migraine, but the, the, the blurry, it goes blurry before that. And I just am so scared. Totally. So, Oh dude, I mean, yeah, I, I, having seen all this stuff with my brother, like I'm such a hypochondriac mm -hmm. about anything like that. I have like a minor heart thing kind of, but then like, but I'm just, I'm stressed about every part of my body all the time. Especially now that I have a baby, I'm just like, yeah, I mean the the health stuff is just, it's, it's scary. I mean, I've dated people where there have been huge health scares and it's just like, there was one where luckily it didn't happen, but she had every symptom of, I can't remember what it was. It might've been like MS or something. Oh, wow. And she was showing it to me, like everything she looked up and I was like, holy shit. And I remember we just had this night where I was like, oh my God, everything yeah. is going to be different. Jeez. And oh it's like God. another thing where it's like, okay, now like, here's the line. Everything's different after that. Yeah. And that's, oh, it's like, there was a, um, this is a, kind of a funny ending to the, <laughs> to this conversation. But so we, my wife, huge hypochondriac worried about every possible thing that could go on wrong with her really worried about stuff with the baby genetic stuff. Like I was going to say, that's got to be the biggest. Oh my God, dude, I didn't sleep for the first month. I just would be like, he's going to just like stop being alive as, cause he thinks it's funny. Like it was just so like, right. <laughs> he was just like asleep and we'd be like, what? Like he's not, he's sleeping too much, whatever. But so we had all this genetic testing done. Uh, there's a thing called amniocentesis that you do where they take like a little bit of an amniotic fluid and they do all these tests. And uh, we were in Italy at a wedding and um, we're driving up these like really windy hills to get to this hotel for this wedding and we got on email the results of the test and um so we get all the results and pull it out and Sarah's like you just look at it because you know about this stuff better and I looked and I went to like looked up and down the test and on tests like this it will say the result and then next to the test because we had you know there's dozens of tests that you have done it's like for down syndrome for all this stuff and uh next to the test it says the efficacy of the test it says a percentage <laughs> so I'm in a car in Italy. I pull out this document and it says male, like we learned that he's a little boy. And then it's like, you know, down syndrome, 98%. This 97%, oh this 63%. Some of them were not, that, but it's like, I was just like, maybe we should just, we'll just call it when we get to the hotel. Like, Wait, 98% just, that he's got it? No, 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 no 98%. No. Oh. That's the efficacy Effic- of the right, test. So right. this is uh, no negative. 98% that this is correct. Yeah. Like, you know, 90% accuracy. So, but it was just like to see those things and be like, I, that feeling you thought, like, Oh, everything will be different now for yeah. like 10 minutes. And then I relooked at the test and I was like, oh, I'm a fucking dumbass. Like, this is all just like the results of tests. And yeah. this is how this stuff looks. But how do you feel about that now though? To, like, are you constantly worried about your child? Yes. I think, um, I mean, yes, the answer is yes, but I have found that one of the things, I mean, we're talking about identity with like that kind of stuff, like big traumatic events. I have found that one of the ways that I operate now was like, okay, you, we have no idea what's going to happen. Like you get hit right. by a bus, like the intense, horrible things happen for no reason, really. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if that's true, then my brain kind of goes like, 
okay, well, like we'll worry about the stuff we can worry about. And ultimately we have very little control over all of this stuff. And if something is to happen, like we want to be essentially, it's like you want to worry in small doses when you actually have to, because there's evidence of that. Cause I found that like, I wouldn't be able to survive if I just worried about, you know, like my, my brother had cancer worrying about my baby having cancer or something like that. It would destroy me. I wouldn't be able yeah. to do anything. So I'm just like, I have to remove myself from that and then try to like worry in small doses or like yeah. worry when I'm feeling really panicky or I have too much coffee or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the answer is yes. And also I try to like level it out by just being like, there's so little we can control. Well guys, thanks so much for doing the show. Thank you for hey, having thanks us. Thanks for having us. This, this was is, a blast. It was a yeah. pleasure. Um, uh, obviously, uh, you guys have a show, Trillionaire Mindset. Where can people find that? Find you guys? YouTube.com yeah, go to our YouTube. Trillionaire Mindset. Go yeah. to our YouTube and subscribe. You can, yeah, and you can follow along on social. What are we? Trillionaire Mind, uh, mind Pod. You'll, you'll find it. Tri- you just Google it. You'll find everything you need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Google Trillionaire Mindset. Google, you can find us on you know Instagram and Twitter and other social media things. Yeah. And we remember we we take the all the dense uh boring shit and we make it entertaining. And <laughs> and you'll you'll find yourself going, "Huh, that was entertaining." Yeah. And you'll like our whole general vibe and you'll say, "These guys yeah. Oh, yeah. These guys make me happy and I'm hearing about stuff that's kind of fun." Yeah. <laughs> and we suck and fuck on there too. Yep. Every episode. Every oh, episode yeah, they're dude. sucking and fucking. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's really awesome. It's pretty cool. <laughs> People keep asking us to stop and we say we'll never stop. Yeah, we'll no, never stop. No fucking chance. No way. Well, as always, everyone, thanks for listening to the show. And just remember that no matter where you are, what your struggles are, perfection is only a call away. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>